0: I'm Stefan Bauman and welcome once again to another podcast. Today I discussed with one of my students the importance of understanding what's the difference between a photograph and painting from your emotions, from your insights. What's the difference between copying something that is lesser than the imagination, striving for something that doesn't exist, something that's fantasy or creating a world that is beyond what we understand as being what's real to a world that ultimately experiences our experience of being human. So sit back and relax and listen in while I give advice to one of my students about the importance of working from photographs over painting from emotions or vice versa. So enjoy. Michelangelo states, and this is not verbatim, so don't quote me on this, but Michelangelo states that in order to create the figure in unbridled possibilities, you must study the figure fully. So when you're painting from a photograph, let's say, and let's say you are trying to create in Michelangelo's, you know, world, you would say, okay, I'm going to create a sculpture. And this is a painting too, but it's a creativity without, you know, without boundaries. I'm going to create a sculpture, but I need a photograph of a, of a guy. And my idea is to have a guy that's holding up a sarcophagus that's made out of marble that's 5,000 pounds. You hire a model and you get yourself a 5,000-pound block of stone and you get him naked and stand out there and you say, here, hold this. And you drop the sarcophagus on him and have him hold it up while you draw. What do you think is going to happen? So I think he's probably going to get squished. So what, what happens is that you have to imagine what a 5,000-pound sarcophagus would look like if a man could hold it up. That's your imagination. You have to master your skills to be able to do that. When you're outdoors painting, it could be a foggy day. But if you have the ability to paint from your imagination, you can transform that. When you're painting from a source, you're stuck with whatever's in front of you and you render it like a, like a cartoon. But when it's your imagination with unlimited possibilities, you can cause, cause air to levitate anything. The difference from painting what is is like prior to the Renaissance. And what is painted after the the discovery that artists c- can create anything out of their imagination, that it's, it's boundless. Art takes off. And in the Renaissance, it starts off like that. And they go, okay, well, now the figure is not just a figure. It breathes. It looks human. And now let's move the objects so that there, I mean, imagine Caravaggio painting crucifixion. There's one that he painted, and I can't remember the the saint, but he's being he, I think it's Saint Paul, and he's being crucified upside down. Imagine having to create that without imagination. Imagination allows to to take a 500 pound cross with a person on it and have the ability of a normal being actually be able to to lift and turn. Caravaggio's figures start to actually lift off to the ground and literally leads into Rococo and the Baroque artists because they literally get rid of the feeling of gravity. You know, gravity disappears and all of a sudden now figures don't even, they're not even bound to be on the ground so you have endless possibilities. Really great art is kind of taking a perspective that doesn't exist. And creating a whole new thing you know it's like while i was in stanford i was working on doing a painting of john f kennedy's assassination of him in the car like a caravaggio painting and he'd be slumped over and then jackie would be over him with her arms sprayed out and her little pill hat uh, there and she's 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 calling out like a caravaggio painting help me as as men are climbing into the car to try to protect them the secret service right and the thing is the the door has to be flung open so we can see john f kennedy jackie o would have to be this there is no image of that being being uh creative painting out of your imagination being boundless of lights and darks. I mean, I never find anything in nature that that is perfect. Nature is so horrible as a composition. You can draw Lake Tahoe for instance is a beautiful place. And if you go up to Lake Tahoe, you would be hard to find any place that's that you know would be a be- more beautiful place to 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 paint, but I have lived in Lake Tahoe for 21 years. I cut my teeth on plein air painting there, and I can guarantee you there is no composition in Lake Tahoe that you you get that pulls it all together. And most people who try end up with a little stream of mountains in the distance and then too much water. But through your imagination, I bring the viewer to some place that doesn't exist where I can combine the best because what makes Lake Tao beautiful is not the background, it's the foreground. The foreground's what's truly extraordinary. The background is just purely a location. It, it, it gives me the plot. But Lake Taug exists because of the boulders and the trees and little amount of water. In fact, my rule for water is like less than 10%. But through painting from your gut, from your imagination, your artistic, you learn the skills how to paint. Um, Of course, from copying and painting outdoors, that gives you all the abilities so you know what a rock looks like if you want to paint it. You know what trees look like when you want to paint it. You see nature in all these different variations so that when you paint from your imagination, you can bring it together. When we look at Bierstadt's paintings, that he did on location, his location sketches, yeah, they were okay. But his grand mastery, they didn't have a lot of photography at that time. You know, the, he'd go do little painting sketches, air sketches, cute, cute little, just like nowadays. And he would take that and he'd go back to New York, hundreds of miles from, from Yosemite. And he had to work out of his memory and he worked out of his passion. And these little yosemite vignettes turned into grand huge epic paintings mountains were raised and valley floors were taken apart and the, the the skies come in and dwell in fact i would say if you painted because you came up here and painted mount shasta and when you're here you're painting mount shasta of course we didn't see a lot of it during the workshop but when you do You paint Machassa as she is. You strive to try to do that. But if you paint from your imagination today, from your memory, you know what the memory does to to be able to remember things? It enhances and glorifies it. If you don't believe me, go back to your school that you went to elementary school and you go, oh my God, it's so small. Go back to your first house that you lived in and you go, oh God, I thought this was bigger. It's so small. The mind, the art, the the way that we remember things is that it enhances but you got to be very careful because back in the olden days we used to have uh, kodachrome photos you used to take pictures and it would cost you 12 dollars to buy a roll of film of 36 i know because that's what i paid and you would shoot a sunset because it was so awesome you'd shoot off all 36 photos now it's like wow only 36 but back then it cost you money for every one of Then you would drive home and go, oh, Martha, Martha, wait till you see what I saw today. And she'd go, what did you see? I saw a sunset, but hold the phone. I just stopped by Walgreens and I dropped off my my negatives. In an hour, they're going to be developed and I'm going to go back and pick them up and I'm going to blow you away. I've never seen a sunset like this ever in my life. Martha, get ready to have your world transformed. And then you would drive down, pay another $6 to have your photos developed. And so now you're almost 20 bucks into this, driving back. Martha is sitting there with her cup of coffee and she even made a couple of cookies because it took you a while to get there. Come back again and she's ready to be wowed. And you shot 36 of this sunset. And you open up the envelope and you start laying the pictures out and you go, oh wait, wait. Believe me, it was more intense than this. Oh, 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 here. No, no. Imagine this, but with more light to it. And you would go in and you would start, all 36 pictures all kind of looked alike. All the little cellos, you were like, oh, ooh, look at that ray, would just disappear. And the problem that you had is when you saw that original sunset, before you even got home, your mind made it bigger and grander and, and even being out there, being engulfed by this incredible moment of time that overpowered your senses. You've been there. You've seen it. And then imagine the mind trying to hold on to it and it makes it bigger and louder and even more expressive. And you get to the Photoshop and you drop it off. And meanwhile, you're talking to Martha. You're going, oh, my God, it was so beautiful. And you're building up the anticipation of what it's going to be. And then all of a sudden, Martha is sitting there with her cookies waiting to be impressed. And you pull out these little puny little things. And you go, here, look at this. And it's like, oh, but the colors were more. The feeling was bigger. The camera doesn't capture the human experience of that and then the camera doesn't have a mind to 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 make it bigger or grander but your mind is trying to hang on to the feeling or the moment so what it's doing is that it's making it bigger and louder just like you you know when you're growing up your house felt bigger when you think about it in the memory and then all of a sudden it's smaller when you get back you all of a sudden this sunset is now a small little idea little puny little thing And all of a sudden, you're left with nothing. You petered out. You've gone soft. You're no longer that exciting. But the problem is the mind also discards. And it will always discard the new memory for the old memory. So your old memory of that enormous thing, that thing you felt that you couldn't wait to share with Martha, once you see your pictures, now gets discarded. And now the pictures are the new reality. Your disappointment, your new idea, your new thought about this whole painting is now petered down to a little four by five uh, piece of paper that sits in an envelope and you never revisit it again because it's just too painful because you forgot what it looked like. Painting from your imagination is what artists do. Don't kill my idea by taking a picture of it and then try to render it at home. It's suicide. So there you have it. If you really want to get to the next level in your painting, you want to work from your imagination. You want to take what's there and bring more into it. Or what I like to say is PMI, put more into it. If you'd like to get more information on this topic, please feel free to go to my website at www.stephanbauman.com and there you can get more information about my YouTube videos, my television show on the Grand View: America's National Parks of the Eyes of the Artist, or you can register for a free book, Everything I Know About Landscape Painting. If you wish to get more information about coaching, you can find that information on my website, or just give me a call at 415-606-9074. Yes, that is my cell phone and yes, I do answer it. So if you want to take your opinions to the next level and get some coaching, give me a call at 415-606-9074. Until the next time we meet, on another podcast or on location at one of my workshops do good work and remember to always paint with passion have a grand day